Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Love letters. Love letters to Callie. Thank you so much, Naya Salazar, doing a beautiful job on the Love Letters to Kelly jingle. And if you want to be like Naya and have your version of the jingle featured on an upcoming podcast, make sure you submit that at loveletterstokelly.com. Robert. Yes. I am back. I'm refreshed. You're feeling I've got, good. I've got a new attitude. I'm I, I was a little dinged last time, Robert. Yeah, you were hurting. You were injured. I, I was hurting. I, you know, a few martinis solve a lot of problems, but I'm feeling <laughs> a little bit better now after the, the I had some time to lick my wounds. Yes. Uh, last week, uh, we talked to Valerie about some issues she was having, you know, uh, bringing her nephew into the home. Mm-hmm. And her husband, it just wasn't this lovely Disney moment that he was hoping for. In fact, it was going to hell in a handbasket. And I had no advice to offer Valerie. So, Robert, you and I both, you you, you reiterated the fact it was a failure on my part. Correct. But you know has what? Has this I need, affected you more than any in recent memory? It really had. It really rocked me. I felt such, you know, there's been times when I've been sort of stumped. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But this one just, I think because I have teenagers and blended families and I just know how hard it is anyway. Yeah. It just really hurt. It hurt me to my core. But we did ask for our podcast listeners to respond. And how did that go, Robert? Uh, It went really well. Um, Several people reached out. There were people from life coaches to educators to people who had gone through a class uh, before, people who had taken in their relatives before, college seniors in classes. There's a lot. And I forwarded all those to Valerie. That's Um, wonderful. And I said, hey, here's who reached out. Take a look, take a gander at all that, and then let's talk in another week and give you time to process or see what's what. Or then there were other people who just said, hey, I'm here. Have her reach out to me. I've gone through that. That's this. beautiful. So, That's, yeah. I love that because, you know, I'd like to think I have all the answers. And let's just be honest, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I try. And I just felt like I really let Valerie down. Did anybody write in a letter making fun of me, Robert? They did not. Not that I saw. Did anyone demand my firing? Not that I saw. Although I did see one that um, was kind of different. It really resonated with me. It was the person who, they were that person. They, they were, were that, the teenager? Yes. Oh, that's, you know, I really just appreciate people willing to help. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that, you know, kind of thing. And uh, hopefully everybody all together can can give her encouragement and some really practical advice. And I'd love to talk to Valerie if we can, maybe next week. Yeah. And find out what resonated with her. And it might be too soon to have a, a drastic change. But see what but, the plan is. Yeah, see what the yeah. plan is. And maybe she could implement a couple of little techniques between now and then and say, hey, it seems to be working. I don't know. But thank you to everybody yeah. who reached out. And, Anne and, and Hannah and Lauren and Amanda and Paula and Angie uh, and Heather and more me. others. So You saved me on this yeah. one. And I appreciate it. Hopefully... Today's podcast, I'll redeem myself. Maybe. Well, and there, I did come across one that might make you feel a little bit better. What? Um, someone who had, uh, well, they've been considering writing you for a few years. Years, uh-huh. huh? Uh-huh. Heather is graduating from college this May, has a wonderful, loving boyfriend. Everything is great, but, well, there is no but. I'm 22, and after hearing all of the advice over the years, I came to understand what love and a relationship is. I found a guy that is loving, dedicated, honest, supportive, and the whole nine. 
You taught me to look for someone that gives you butterflies, but not a roller coaster. Someone who respects and supports you and has values and goals for life that align. Someone who's open, who you can build a relationship built on trust. No snooping, no wondering, no doubts, none of that. And more importantly, Kelly, you taught me that love is a journey and you may have to look hard for it. And you definitely have to put effort into it. I finally found a man that checks all the boxes. There may be times when I have needed advice, but I think up a letter in my head and I know you would say, work harder, show him love, let him feel like a man, accept his love. (laughs) And now I'm three years into a beautiful, successful relationship and moving cross country to start a beautiful life with this man. I truly credit you. And I want you to know that even though I haven't written a letter before, you've taught me how to be my own love expert. That's Heather. Heather, that's so sweet. I could almost cry. Yeah, so there you go. That's what you never know what resonates, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people think I give some pretty ridiculous advice sometimes, but I can only give, you know, what I think is work because I failed a lot in relationships. I have a lot of failed relationships under my belt. And, you know, but is it truly a failure if you learn something along the way and you apply it to your next relationship, right? I think not. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. So and you know you what? Being, being so young, that doesn't mean you can't find that love that lasts forever. If you, you know, my, my brother and, and his wife, they've been married 30 years and they got married. They were college sweethearts, got married right out of college. They were each other's first everything. And, you know, it, it works. They're still together, four beautiful kids. So it can be done, but you have to have that common goal, common values, I think speaking kindly to each other, things that I've witnessed in their relationship, I've also been able to apply to some of the advice I give to Love Letters to Kelly. So this is great. Thank you, Robert. You're welcome. And thank you, Heather. (laughs) Let's get to this week's letters. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My boyfriend and I broke up. We have been together for three years and we're both 35, no kids, and lived together until the obvious. Yes, this is a standard breakup email. You've said give yourself time to wallow, seek help, reach out to friends and family, but nothing has helped. As much as I've tried not to, every day I cry. My whole being hurts. I was once married, also dated a man for six years, who I thought was the love of my life. But this, this is all of that and more. I'm still able to work and whatnot, but I'm barely hanging on. What can I do before I stop trying to do everyday things? All right. Well, you're depressed. You're in a depression. And I think you're making the choice to wallow in it. You didn't give yourself the cutoff date. Like I told you, mm-hmm. you're supposed to give yourself a cutoff date on that where you allow yourself to be as miserable and sorry. I mean, is this the way that you really want to live your life for the next 50 years like this? No. So you're going to have to put a cutoff date on this pity party. I get it. The older you get, every breakup hurts a little more because like you said, no kids here I am, you know, but married I, and no kids and 35 it could be worse. It, well, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying. The older you get, you always think, well, now I'm past my prime. As a woman, I'm telling you, you're, I'm past my prime. The older it gets, the harder it gets. Everybody's married or everybody's gay and nobody's going to want me. The older you get, the harder it gets. And I think that's probably where your depression is lying right now. But I'm going to tell you, your 40s. You're going to rock your 40s. I rocked my 40s so hard. If there's one decade I could do over of my life again, it would be my 40s because I never had more fun in my life. I dated. I looked the best I ever looked. I just had my mojo going. But 
birthdays leading up to that, when I was single and I wasn't in a relationship that made me happy, I didn't want to celebrate my birthday because it just reminded me I was alone and I wasn't where I wanted to be in my life. So I think you're just in a depression. I guarantee you there's going to be some guy that's going to come along. He's going to turn your head, say something to you about how cute you are. You're going to be head over heels in love again. It's coming. But you just can't see that right now because you're too busy wallowing in your depression. And I'm not taking away your depression from you. I want you to wallow in it, but it can't go on forever. You're going to have to have an end date for it. You have to. So June 1st, is that long enough for you? I think that's way too long. But why don't you say June 1st? That's my cutoff day. I'm going to eat double stuff Oreos. I'm not going to shave my legs. I'm, you know, whatever you're going to do. But June 1st is your cutoff date, girl, and you have to snap out of it. And that's just it. And you're gonna have to take control and you can't allow your people say I can't help it. You can help it. If you are really that depressed and you truly, truly can't help it, you need to see a doctor about getting you on some sort of antidepressant, even if it's just a temporary thing to get you over the hump. Because a lot of times, you know, my cousin, she was hit with two parents with very bad health situations and her husband. And she's like never been on antidepressants in her life. But everything hit her so hard, so fast all at once. She was in such a deep funk. She went on antidepressants for a few months. And then she got off of them when the when the crisis had passed. There is no shame in that. Mm-hmm. And if you need a little hump, help, help hump. What mm-hmm. is my trying help getting over the hump. the hump? Talk to your doctor about it. If you truly cannot get yourself out of this funk, because 35, you are too young to give up and throw in the towel because good stuff's coming. That's right. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I met this girl three years ago, and it was love at first sight. I messed up my chance of being with her the first time a little over two years ago. We are now together, and I'm the happiest I've ever been. The only thing is, she lives 1,400 miles away. Whoa. I trust her with my life, and I know she wouldn't do anything to hurt me, but the distance is killing me. Yeah. Kelly, what can I do to make myself understand that distance is only going to make us stronger in the long run? Oh. And that's Ryan, and he joins us on the phone. Hey, Ryan. Hey. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, coming from previous experience, for me personally, absence does not make the heart grow fonder in my personal experience. Now, that's not everyone's experience. So why are you Mm -hmm. currently separated by 1,400 miles? Well, she's originally from where I'm from, and then she moved off to Wyoming. And then that's where she's been living, and here pretty soon she's supposed to be coming back. Oh. The COVID-19 stuff. It made it made it a whole lot more difficult. Like she was supposed to come back last month. Okay. And then some things happened and then this happened and now it's just like oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? Well, is the plan ultimately, you know, even though it's on delay and on hold, is the plan still for her to move back? Yes. She's she's wanting to move back and whenever she does, we're gonna stay here and save up money and then she's wanting to go back to Wyoming. I'm from Oklahoma. So what are you gonna do when she wants to go back? I'm probably going to go with her. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. So you're willing to do that because that's a real twist because, you know, normally the girl gives up everything and moves for a guy. So you're willing. You, you're you that committed to the relationship. Now, this is also a good ways off in the future to pick up and move yeah. for her because I think the only way it's going to ultimately work is if you are in the same place, right? Yes. Yeah. So basically, coronavirus just threw a little wrench in your plans, and it's still a go. So I am okay with this, because normally I would say, 
don't don't do it. It's not going to work out. But the ultimate goal is you're going to be in the same city together. And Wyoming sounds exciting. Oh, gosh. I would love oh, to yeah. go to Wyoming. Have you visited? Uh, I, I visited when I was a little kid. My uncle took me and uh, his kids to um, Yellowstone National Park and yeah. stuff like that. And so that's that's where that's why, you know one of the reasons why I want to go up there too. You know, move up there because hey, I'd be closer to the place that you know I used to go to a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Totally. How old are you? Uh, Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay, so God, yeah, you're old enough to be making these kind of decisions. It'd be different if I was talking to a seventeen year old boy. You know. <laughs> yeah, old enough right. to know well, and I, young enough to still uh, enjoy it. Right. So as long as you, I know during the coronavirus, you got to maintain as much personal virtual contact as possible. I would, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, Everyone else is on lockdown too, which is great. I know, but you've got to be the FaceTiming. You've got to be, you know, she needs to hear the sound of your voice, not just text messages. Women really dig that voice you've got you know the, there's a, such a difference between a text message and a phone call so just put in the effort mm-hmm. to keep her engaged keep yourself engaged while you're separated and then when she's here you don't have to make any promises or anything but you're both on the right track i think it's mm-hmm. great yeah i like it yeah like during 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 the day i i usually have mainly text her because i'm an essential worker i work for public transportation so during the day, I have to only text her, but the only time when I can call her, video chatters after I get off work. But I mean, that's it's worth the wait, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. It, the texts are great. Little tech, flirty texts mm-hmm. during the day, like I just had to take a second and tell you I love you. Just a little quick flirty text is great, <laughs> but don't discount yep. the phone call. They've you've got to put that effort in at night. And as long as you're doing that, you're on the right track. I don't have any. I'm not fussing at you one bit. I think this is great. Well, thank you, you very much. Go All for right. it and enjoy the big country up there. I'm ready for it. I'm really yeah. ready for it. Awesome. Well, let us know when you put a ring on it, okay? Oh, definitely. I've already got that thing right here in my pocket. <gasps> look at that. See? Oh, look at you. Yeah, it's going to be, I, I have no doubts. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Just hang on a little bit longer. It's not going to be that much longer, and she can get down here to you. Oh, definitely. Thank you. Oh, he just need a little validation that he it's going to be all the, right. I wonder what he would have said if you would have said no. Would he have taken the ring back? I know. <laughs> no, I think he just wanted a little um, reassurance yeah. that it's yeah. going to be okay. It is hard when you can't be with the one you love. True. But the plans are in motion. I think it's going to be fine. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I'm a 38-year-old recently divorced woman with two children, 8 and 18 years old. Ten wow. months ago, I began seeing a man nine years older than me. We have a great time together. I adore him and see my future with him. My children like him, and I very much like his two children. However, he lives alone with his youngest, and I share 50-50 custody with my ex in a large home with three male roommates. Oh. The subject has been brought up multiple times to move in together with my boyfriend. However, I'm simply not ready. Here lies the problem. Both my three roommates and my boyfriend seem in constant competition over me and the time I spend with them. I love, value, and cherish each one of them on their own level. Do I have to choose? I feel so torn. Caitlin. Wow, what a unique living situation. So you've got three roommates, is that what you said? I do, I have three. Oh my gosh, how did this come to be? How are these just like buddies? You Is this like a yes. friend's Monica Chandler, all yes. that side of, okay, interesting. Wow, how long Very is that? Very interesting dynamic. <laughs> yeah, how long have you lived that way? I have been there for six months. 
And you've dated your boyfriend how how long did you say? Ten months. Ten months. Since, yep. You started dating your boyfriend before you moved in with all these guys. Yes. All right. And he Lightly. It wasn't it wasn't a it was light dating. Oh, so but now it's gotten more serious. Now it's serious, yes. Eventually you do kind of have to make a choice, right? If you're gonna progress with the relationship and you're hoping it ultimately leads towards I'm assuming marriage. You would just want him to move in with you and all your friends? I mean, where do you see this ultimately playing itself out? I don't know. I feel like it's too soon to move in with him. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Agreed. It is. is. It's too soon to make permanent decisions. If you're dating you and you're him and you're living with three other dudes, I'm like, and Yeah, it's a little awkward. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Is this your only option? Are you like in a situation where this is it or I'm homeless? (laughs) Not homeless, but, but definitely my only option right now all right well i think that the best thing you could do if you want to keep this relationship on track and heading in a positive direction is probably let him know that you are putting a plan in motion to get out of that current situation because like robert's mm-hmm. right yeah. most most men aren't going to like that you might have somebody who's really chill and is like whatever I don't and care. how do you know these other guys are they longtime friends, friends or okay forever. well then yeah. i think that helps mm-hmm. It does help. It's very platonic and it all kind of happened almost simultaneously. But at least let him know that that's maybe your plan and you can start taking some steps. At least do you want to move towards that or do you want to keep it like this? No, I definitely don't like this situation. So let's let him know that you're taking some steps to move towards that. It's a slippery slope, though, to then say, I don't want to move in with you. Yes. See, that's it. See, now, now that's where you can say, say, you know what? I'm a grown woman and I have children and you have children as well. And for me personally, and now maybe I'm speaking for you and I might be completely wrong, but you could say, um, I don't want to live together unless we're married. And maybe that might show you a side of where he's looking for this relationship to progress as well. Or do you not have a problem with no, I think that I think then he would propose, and I'm exactly. not ready for that. Exactly, and then you, yeah, it's a slippery slope. Oh mm-hmm. gosh! Well, tell him you like where your relationship is now. You can see where he's coming from, where he's not happy with your living arrangement. But until you're ready to commit 100, percent and this is our future together, I don't see us living together. But yes, I see your point that I don't need to be living with these guys. There's got to be that happy compromise there, right? I'm not moving in with you. Yeah, but this doesn't mean this doesn't mean I don't love you and I don't see us planning, you know, keep moving towards this wonderful future together. But moving in together, I think that's uh, jumping the gun too soon because I'll be in another situation where I made this decision to move with these guys and now I'm already looking to get out six months later. So, mm-hmm. and I make, think it's, if you have that conversation and you're honest, I think it avoids so many other problems. Does it not? Communication solves a lot of problems. It really does. Oh, I don't want to talk about that yet. What is he going to think? Blah, blah, blah. Just say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. But you'd be Mm -hmm. surprised how, you know, just having direct conversations about where you're at in your head. So when you state your intentions, what you're looking for, and it's like, I'm not looking to move in with you. Our relationship hasn't gotten to that point for me personally, but I do want to keep pursuing a relationship with you and see where it goes. But yeah, I can see where this living arrangement I have right now is probably making you uneasy and causing you some concern. I agree. So I'm going to start taking steps to get out of that. But let's put the brakes on moving in together as a couple. There you go. Love and just it. keep emotion yeah, out perfect. of it. Just keep emotion out of it. That's very hard to do, but that makes sense. 
Well, there you go. Thank well, you. that I was kind of it. yeah. It took a minute to get to the answer, but we got there. Anything else I can help you with today? Or are you a satisfied customer? <laughs> I'm very satisfied. It was so great talking to you guys. I listen to you every day. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Let us know uh, how that conversation goes when you have it, okay? I will, absolutely. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day. You too. Oh, Thanks you too. and come again. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks. Come again and tell a friend. <laughs> and here's a coupon for 10% off your next That's purchase. That's right. <laughs> Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I've been with my husband, late 30s, almost 10 years, married for almost eight. We have two kids. The youngest just turned four. I thought things were okay with us. Not perfect, but okay. However, in January, I confronted him about being so distant lately, and he admitted he's not happy and had been thinking about moving out. Mm. The last few months have been a whirlwind of discussions and counseling sessions, as well as filled with a lot of problems, such as messaging with other girls online. Mm -mm. Nothing sexual, but it bothered me that he's reaching out to other women from his past. He decided he wanted to work on the relationship, but now says he just isn't attracted to me and doesn't have any romantic feelings for me, but he wants to stay married. He says there are a lot of good things about our marriage and we make a good team. We've not been intimate since we've conceived our youngest child, his choice, not mine, and this obviously bothers me. I've done extensive research and found no evidence of an affair. What am I missing? Doing the laundry aside, he doesn't want to hold hands, kiss, anything. Can a marriage survive like this, Amanda? Amanda, you'd be surprised probably at how many relationships, these long-term marriages, they're like, you have these people celebrating 50, 60 years of marriage, and it's like, how do they do it? I bet you a lot of them probably lived your experience where they just decided, hey. It is what it is. It is what it is, and this is what we got to deal with. I We had a relationship expert on, um, her name is Paula, what's Paula's last Paula name? Paula Grooms. Paula Grooms. She was on, uh, I do another podcast with my husband, Alan, called um, A Sandwich and Some Love, and, and she said something, and it was like, wow, it was just a an aha moment for me, and um, I think this applies in your situation. Men commit to a team and like you, you just, when you said, he said, we're a good team. That's what made me think, ah, that's exactly what Paula Groom says. Men commit to a team. Like if they have a sports team, they absolutely are passionate about. It doesn't matter if that team loses every game of the season. They are a hundred percent on board because that's their team and they don't give up on their team because that makes them a bad player. Right. And so he's basically saying, I've committed to this team this team sucks for me, but I ain't leaving. And this is where I found with other uh, men who want to be out of a relationship, but they have a problem quitting the team. They're waiting for you to do it. Yep. They're waiting for you to quit because he ain't quitting. He's telling you right now, I'm not interested in you beyond what we got going on. This is it for me. And basically take it or leave it. And he's secretly hoping you're going to leave it. That's my gut instinct. He's hoping that finally you have enough, you file, you take care of all the necessary ugliness because he's not going to do it because that would make him a bad guy and a bad team player. And when you file for divorce, he's going to get tears in his eyes, say he's blindsided. I told you we were a good team. I told you I wanted to work on the marriage. No, I wouldn't settle for that. And I want more for you. I want you to have a happy, fulfilled life. But I'm telling you, that's what he's doing. I've seen it time and time and time again. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I have been separated for two years and divorced for one full year, but I can't seem to get over my ex-wife. We were married for eight and a half years and have a seven-year-old together. 
I don't want to get back with her. I just want to be done with her. But the reality is, I still think about her a lot. I was 98% of the issue in our marriage, so I have no leg to stand on as far as why our marriage ended. And know that I need a lot of work before entertaining the idea of another relationship. I've been feeling like this for about two years now, so I know it's not the recent quarantine status. I know that I need to man up and get over it, but I just don't know how. I'm a man of faith, so I have not had sex in over three years. So the simple get under someone is not a solution for me. Well, that wouldn't be my advice. I don't know what show he's talking to. (laughs) God has helped me get through the really hard times, so it's the little memories that trip me up and make me very sad. I'm an older guy, so I'm not really thinking about another relationship. I just want to be happy on my own. Can you help out this old soul, Andrew? Well, Andrew, I wish you had given us a little bit more information because... I don't see you taking any steps to become a better partner in any relationship. You're not talking about that. You're not giving me anything. Perhaps it's worth a conversation with your ex. Let her know that you're having these feelings, um, that you're struggling with it, and that you're beating yourself up for your past transgressions. You know it was your fault. There's probably a a lot she needs to hear from you. You know, a, a, a good old fashion apology can go a long way. Have you ever told her, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I know I am the reason our marriage fell apart. You know, there are stranger things that have happened. We've seen people have gotten divorced and gotten remarried and gone on to have a beautiful life together. What if that's a possibility for you two? That's just weird to me. Well, I've seen it done, Robert. I know. I know people who've done it. It's just But he's not telling me anything about his ex. Now listen, if she's moved on and she's in a very happy relationship, don't you go screwing that up. Right. That's not right. But if she is still a single woman, not in a relationship, it's worth a conversation, at least to apologize to her and maybe she'll give you some feedback of like, Too bad, buddy, you better figure it out because I wouldn't take you back for nothing. Or she might surprise you and say I really wish we would have worked on this then. Thank you for saying these things now. Why don't we try dating each other again? Why don't we see where it could possibly go? But then also go to counseling, put in the work, see where you messed up and how you can fix it for the next time around. But if she's moved on and she's already found happiness with somebody else, don't do that to her. Don't rock her world and mess that good thing up because you're, you know, you can't figure it out. But you've got to get back out there if you want to have happiness in a relationship. You've got to put yourself back out there one way or another, either to go back to the past or move forward with somebody else. But learn from your mistakes. As long as you learn from your mistakes and do better the next time, it won't be a complete waste of you know time and energy on that. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I am 28, no children, and my girlfriend is 30 and has a daughter. We have been dating about six months. She was furloughed from her job due, the, due to the corona. I do construction and continue to work. She couldn't pay her rent, so I helped her. She offered to pay me back with her stimulus check, but I told her to keep it and start a savings account. To my surprise, she used her stimulus check to buy me a new suit, cologne, designer jeans, and a new Xbox. I don't play video games, and I'm happy with Levi's and a plain white t-shirt. Is she trying to change me? William. No, William. She's trying to buy your love, and I'm (laughs) guilty of that. I I have been there, done that, um, because... As a, a when I wasn't as confident in my 
worthiness, I guess is the way to say that. Um, if I got a, a, a new boyfriend or something, I immediately wanted to start buying him things. And I think part of it was I was just so excited to have a man to shop for. But also, I think a little part of it subconsciously was I want him to think that I'm just so great that there's no way he's going to want to get rid of me because look at all these things I do for him. I buy him something cool for his apartment. I buy him a new shirt. I'm buying him all these things. And it wasn't because I was trying to change anybody. I just wanted him to want me so much and want to stick around. So I was trying to buy his affection. So that might be a little bit of where she's coming from. And it's just a place of insecurity. And and that's just my opinion based upon my own personal experience. So um, she probably just assumes you're in quarantine. Everybody, all the other guys she knows are playing video games. I mean, every guy I work with, except for Big Al. J- Robert, do you play <laughs> I video games? I do not games? game, no. Okay, so that's take that. JC is the only one I work with, obviously, who plays video games. But a lot of guys do, so maybe she just mistakenly thought you would enjoy that. But See, I, I say go the other way. What? You run. Really? Yes. Why? Because she bought him a bunch of presents. So she run. can't pay the rent. Well, it's a bad time because she's furloughed because of coronavirus. Then save Robert. the money. But when he said go save the money and then you go spend it all, it would be different if it was a small gift of something like, oh, I know that you uh, um, love baseball and you lost your glove and I bought you a new one or something. But to go buy an Xbox and you don't even game and to go buy a <laughs> right. suit. Well, I get what you're saying that she maybe even I would it. even do the cologne like, oh, this is my favorite cologne. Yeah, she it, overdid it. She's well, she this is what she has proven. She's irresponsible with money yeah. because with a child to support, she should have like if she wanted to like Robert said, if she wanted to buy you a little something, that's one thing. But save it for next month's rent yeah. or something well, like she's that. Gonna keep on spending. But uh, I think, OK, keep on, keep on. in my opinion, she's coming from a place of insecurity in the relationship. In Robert's opinion, <laughs> uh, she is horrible with yeah. money and you need to cut and run. Exactly. So I'm going to leave that up to you <laughs> to decide what you do with our opinions on the situation. Mm. But um, either well, either way, she needs to, to, to be better with her money. That yeah. much we know. Yes. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. And thank you again, Naya Salazar, for doing such a great job singing the Love Letters to Kelly jingle. Lucky episode 13. That's your favorite lucky number. My lucky number. Now you tell me. Great. That's good to know. (laughs) Well, I think it went pretty well. Thank you all. And hopefully, uh, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we'll be checking in perhaps next uh, podcast with Valerie. Yes. To see how all the advice you share with her goes in in her situation. I'm looking forward to that. And if you want to submit... uh, yourself singing the love letters to kelly jingle you can do that at loveletterstokelly.com that's also where you can send all your letters to me and we'll try to get to those next week say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 